So this episode is different from what we usually put out. It's a live virtual summit on the secrets of TikTok. It won't have voiceover music or sound effects like our other episodes, but it still should be pretty informative. Also, if you're new here, I'd recommend listening to our recent episodes on Mac Davis and immortality. There's some crazy stories in there. Anyway, we spent a few months prepping for this event, and we gathered together a highly qualified group of panelists to speak to our audience. The event was a hit. We had almost 500 people RSVP and almost 300 people attend. I've been getting email after email and message after message asking if I'd post the full audio, so here it is. But before we get into it, let me break down our panelists. We're starting with Nick and Jason, who founded Popple. They launched their business with TikTok and gained over 1.5 million followers in two months and grew their monthly revenue from zero to over $60,000. Then we'll move to Brian. Brian is the CEO and founder of Heartbeat, the number one TikTok influencer marketplace. He's also a contributing writer at Forbes Inc., MarketWatch Entrepreneur, and numerous other publications. Next, we'll talk to Marcel. Marcel is TikTok lead at Movers and Shakers, a TikTok creative agency responsible for the number one TikTok campaign in the world. With this campaign, they generated over 5 billion views and 3 million user-generated videos. Our final panelist is Dere. Dere, aka Captain Dere, is a versatile TikTok creator whose ingenious comedy skits skyrocketed him to success with over 800,000 followers and over 20 million likes. He recently had the honor of presenting the first ever Black History Summit for TikTok. So without further ado, here is the summit. And we'll hear from Nick and Jason of Popple first. Nick, so uh, what do you do with Popple? I am the co-founder and COO. And Jason? I'm the CEO and founder of Popple. Awesome. So uh, what is Popple? Popple is the fastest way to connect with anyone you meet. It's a small device that you put on the back of your phone, and when you pop someone else's phone, it instantly shares their social media and contact info right on their screen. And the other person doesn't need a popple or an app. Sweet. Um, so, Nick, uh, we'll start with you. Uh, we graduated the same year, and you've done a lot since graduation. Um, but I wanted to know a little bit about what you were doing before you graduated and before you started working on this company. Yeah. So I graduated from UCLA in March of 2019. I got my degree in economics and I was doing commercial real estate right out of school. I was, I was um, interning at a commercial real estate firm. I was making, you know, 100 plus calls a day to all these commercial real estate owners. Um, and it was pretty tedious, but I didn't really like it and I wasn't really good at it. So I lasted in commercial real estate for about two months. Then I switched over to residential real estate because I figured, you know, if I'm doing, if I'm selling apartment buildings, I can also sell houses. Same kind of thing. Didn't really like it. Wasn't really good at it. Did that for about a month. And then I got my first full-time job at a startup where my position was technically the administrative coordinator. And at that company, I was, I was basically just doing what administrative coordinator duties were, which was picking up mail, booking management flights managing the CEO's calendar. And it was just kind of like a lot of like assistant type work where I had this. Like, sounds like that economics degree really came in handy. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that, that I lasted, I lasted less than a month at, cause I was like, I had all these ambitions. I wanted to do more marketing things. I wanted to do a lot more things with my degree and with my knowledge. Mm. Yeah. I can imagine you felt like a little bit stifled. Um, and, and Jason, what were you doing around the same time? 
because yeah. um, you uh, studied software engineering at UCLA, right? That's right. So I was computer science at UCLA. I graduated 2018, so a year before you guys. Um, and I, I was at a startup called Scratch for about six months. That was cool. I got some good uh, app development experience. Then I moved on to Boeing, and I was at Boeing for about eight months. And I was on my way to getting my top secret clearance, uh, but I never ended up getting top it. Top secret? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I was on the I was on the Boeing defense side, not the commercial airline side. But I was I was I was not there long enough to actually get it. Oh damn! So you could have had some spies trying to yeah. like <laughs> your secrets if you just stayed a little longer. <laughs> so you were at Boeing, and you like like were you enjoying? Because like that's like like corporate corporate structure. Like I mean, going from a startup to Boeing is uh, I feel like a like a very different. Uh, social dynamic but also like professional dynamic so like what was your experience there yeah so i liked boeing because i was working with very smart people and also i was working on really cool projects and learning a lot and that was key for me at this time in my career um, but i overall would say it was not really my my vibe uh, i wanted to be <laughs> on the cutting edge doing new technologies uh, pushing kind of what technology can do for for us these days and i felt like you know, aerospace is very old fashioned, older systems, older, like embedded systems. And, you know, that, like I said, I learned a lot, but it wasn't exactly my vibe. So yeah, when I learned about, well, I guess I won't, I won't jump the gun, but uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to get to the gun, um, you were, uh, you, while, while all this stuff was going on with Boeing, um, you went to a party, right? Um, so can you tell me what you encountered at that party? Yeah. So at that party, it was a friend's birthday party in the Hollywood Hills, and someone used a business card on my phone. They just tapped it to my phone, sent me a push notification, and that kind of blew my mind uh, in that he was able to send data to my phone without me needing an app or a card of my own. Uh, so I wasn't in the company's ecosystem, but I was still able to be shared uh, with his information. And that really blew my mind. So like the moment that you encounter like a technology like that, how quickly did, did your mind go from like, wow, that is freaking sick uh, to let me build something with this technology? So he did it with a business card and, and someone who's never had business cards in my life uh, through college and you know, people in college, I think you can agree with this. No one in college had business cards. Yeah. You know, it's a very professional, older kind of demographic Old thing school. to do. Exactly. So I, I wanted to, I thought it was really cool. And uh, I wanted to see if we could use it not only in a professional way, but also in a more social, like sharing your numbers, sharing your social media. Uh, and why do you need the card at all? Like the card is adding another step. So I, I thought of just taking um, one of these tags and just putting it on the back of a phone. And that's how. With a tag. So you talk about these tags. Can you explain a little bit about how, because there's a lot of research that I imagine goes from, okay, this is an interesting process. I think I can streamline this process. Now let me go ahead and actually start streamlining. So what were those first steps to even discovering that there was such thing as a tag that could stick on the back of your phone? Yeah, so I did, after the party, I spent the next week or so, I'd go to Boeing, I'd come back, and I'd spend my whole night just researching this new technology. I was like fascinated with it. And I, I noticed that, you know, it comes in a couple of different varieties. So I found this variety, which is a tag and uh, ordered multiple varieties of tags to our apartment to try to find our first prototype. Uh, and they come in all different types of varieties. I'm not going to go into details, but yeah. um, we finally found one that 
fit our functionality and you know was the right size and weight and everything and it had an adhesive so at that point i took it to nick and i said yeah so you had been working on this kind of in secret uh and you've probably been like tinkering your room uh working with like you mentioned earlier like something about like there was very limited documentation but you were still figuring out how to make this 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 idea that you had in your head actually work in the real world and finally, I think you you had enough of of something like like you you had something that maybe it worked a little bit, and you're like, okay, let me show Nick. Um, so Nick, what was your reaction uh, to to Jason's demonstration? It was it was mind blowing, as most people feel when they get popped for the first time with Popple. Because what he did, he wrote his Instagram profile to just a random tag a blank tag on the back of the sun. He's like, yo, check this out. Taps his phone to mine and it goes right to his Instagram. I was like, did you do something? And I closed out Instagram and he did the same thing again. I was like, that's insane. Let's make this a company. Because Jason and I have always been social guys. We go out a lot. We talk to people. We always exchange information. And we've always talked about the like finding a faster way to connect with people across all platforms, not just like, what's your Instagram? It's like, what's your Instagram and your Twitter and your number and your Snapchat or whatever social media you use. And knowing Jason, the genius software engineer he is, I'm like, build out the, build out a profile site where we can, instead of put an Instagram link on there, you can put on your profile link that has all of your social media. Um, I, I want to touch on something. Cause like you guys have been friends for a second. Um, was what for 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 multiple <laughs> seconds? <laughs> um, did it like feel very natural to go from being friends that went to parties together to being business partners? Because like that is that's like 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 a like a big step in in you know uh, a relationship between two people. Um, so uh, Nick, I, I guess like I'm, I'm I'm wondering like like how how did you feel that you were ready to to take your relationship to the next step. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we were, we didn't know <laughs> we were getting ourselves into. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of, it was a side project for the longest time until we were like, all right, it's time to make this a full, it, it was probably what, four months into starting it before we went full time, something like that. Yeah. But it was, it, yeah, it was, it was, it started off as a hobby. And as we learned, the potential of it. And as we learned the demand for it and the, the coolest thing was whenever we tried out our little prototype on other people, they always had the same mind blowing reaction. How'd you do that? And that's what kept us going. And that's, that's kind of what's got us to where we are today. Yeah. So you talk about it being a little bit of a side project um, and, and putting more and more like effort into actually building it to something that would become more than just a side product blossom into uh, like a, a, a full company. Um, and, and the first seed that was kind of planted was Jason's prototype. But then you, <laughs> you started watering uh, that idea with a little bit of marketing, right? So um, you, can you tell me about some of the, the, those first marketing efforts on Instagram and Facebook um, uh, that, that, that you guys tried out? Yeah. So everyone knows Facebook and Instagram advertising are good, especially for e-commerce products. And so we, we have an e-commerce product. So we're like, let's run Facebook and Instagram ads. So we uh, brought on our friend who's had experience running ads and he made a general campaign targeting um, brand awareness and impressions. And it didn't convert 
that well. We weren't seeing that many conversions on it, but it was like, it was getting us eyes on our product. And at this point we were called Ripple, R-I-P-P-L. And so we shot a couple of videos with some influencers that we use specifically for ads to showcase the product. Um, but you know, the, it, nothing really took off for Facebook yeah. and Instagram ads. So when you were in that like face, cause I actually, I remember seeing a video on Facebook, like, like when you guys were, were, were when you guys were ripple and I'm <laughs> like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> like, 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 it, like it seemed like, like cool. It was like a well-produced video, but I'm like, is this really going anywhere? And I imagine you guys asked yourselves that same question. So like, like Jason, when you were, when, when you had put money and like a thousand dollars, I think it was, is what you said. You kind of put into that initial campaign, a thousand dollars, not like a ton of money, but like also like for two kids that are like fresh out of college, a thousand dollars is like, is, is like a, a rent, you know? <laughs> so uh, what, when, when you kind of got limited, um, feedback and limited results from this initial push what was going through your head jason well like like nick said uh it was the in-person interactions that really kept us going that this is we have something here not the ads uh we just kind of attested the ads not doing well to just us not knowing how to target Mm -hmm. i think it's just like you know we're casting too out of a net um so we just kind of like assumed that that was the issue um and yeah we also quickly realized that the name was not going to be a winner and that was our name and branding was just together like a, people i think our friends weren't really going to tell us this but a lot of people didn't like our original ripple logo mm. um and it's like no one's going to put down their phone yeah because it's just it was, it was super bush league well yeah we i remember we thought it was so cool <laughs> like we, we first drafted up in photoshop we were like oh oh good good job but yeah it's like now that we have Popo, it's, it, yeah, it doesn't even compare. Mm-hmm. So you had a name change, a fresh logo, um, and a little bit of marketing uh, experience under your belt, but you kind of needed to push it forward in, uh, in a more real and tangible way. Um, and pretty soon you discovered a platform that might have uh, that potential. So can you, Jason, talk to me about... Um, how you discovered TikTok? Yeah. So I discovered TikTok through friends at UCLA back in April, 2019. I started posting uh, some, some videos on my personal account just, just to try it out. What were and the I videos saw, that you first started posting? Oh, I mean, there's just, there's a couple with like Nick and I in our old apartment where we're like using, using the editing to like throw ping pong balls in the cut. I don't know. It's, you can go check it out. Super, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but so I saw, because it was relatively early for TikTok, I saw it as an opportunity to, to be, you know, one of the first 1 million users, which I know wasn't the first 1 million, but, but being very early to a platform, because I know people who are early to Instagram had a lot of like, uh, advantages, a lot of usernames were available. Uh, it was easier to gain following, easier to get likes. Um, so I saw TikTok as like, oh, okay, this is our chance to get into the next social media. Um. There's like some other ones in there, like Hollowness. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. That I thought maybe it would be similar, but yeah. But TikTok looked like it was, because I you know, took a look at the UI and it was really nice and there was a lot of users. Um, so because of that, we decided, okay, so we're going to start this company and we're going to just, you know, no downside, throw up a couple videos. 
Of course, yeah. And like test to see if it works. And so one, t- tell me about one of those, like you guys, you, you, you transitioned from your, your personal exploration of TikTok to a more professional exploration using Popple. Um, so can you talk about that first video that you tried to blow up? Yeah. So the first video was the Apple Store video. And uh, Nick and I went to Century City Apple Store and we basically did a video of Nick popping every iPhone in a row in the Apple Store uh, and just showing that, you know, modern smartphones work with our product and they don't need a pop or an app. Um, so it was really exciting. We were just popping phone after phone, put a catchy song on it. Uh, and we took that video and we both saw it as quality content mm-hmm. based on our perusing of the For You page. And I had done, you know, some research on just like what things. So when I'm looking at the For You page, I'm not just there browsing. I, I look at each video. Why did this blow up? And so I basically like took some of those tips, made this video with Nick. And then we figured let's just post it over and over again until it blows up. Because um, I had seen other accounts in the past that had posted videos over and over again. And, you know, every so often the same video just blows up again and again. And I noticed no one was commenting, hey, I've seen this before. You know, no one cares. Hmm. It's because, yeah. So be, taking that tactic, we we're going to take this video, post it over and over again until we got some kind of traction. And sure enough, the third time we got some traction. So what did that traction look like? What was that traction? It was traction of 20K views, which wow. for us was solid. Yeah. yeah we how many followers did you have at that time? How many at was that it? Time we had, yeah, we had like 20 followers. That hit 20K. <laughs> yeah. That hit 20K, and then we woke up with uh, 2,000. Wow. And so this is like that moment where, okay, there's something special happening on this platform. Now let's charge ahead. Um, so the next kind of, uh, the, the next point where you charged ahead and decided to make a few videos, uh, was in the gym. So can you talk to me about your collaboration with RF? Yeah. So our friend RF, shout out to her. She is one of our good friends at UCLA, um, who we work out with a lot and we see her at the gym all the time. And she was kind of popping off on TikTok herself and still is, but at the time she was just getting started and popping off. So we're like, Hey, RF, let's go make some videos. And she's, she's like super down. And we also hit a workout too. So it was like a win-win. <laughs> win-win, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we just wanted, to, we did a quick little, like right at the end of our workout, we're like, all right, let's film this video that shows our walking away and sharing her TikTok. And so it's like, literally it took 20 seconds to it was crazy. It's just like, Hey, Arav, I never got your TikTok. She comes back, pops me her TikTok and it opens right to her TikTok and she walks away and Jason's like, how'd you do that? And so it's, it's like under 15 seconds it shows the product and how it's used. And it's also about TikTok. So it, it, it was like the perfect storm. I'm actually going to play that video really quick. Um, and just so people get an idea of what it actually sounds like when you hear it is. Got your TikTok. I got you. Wait, what? What? Whoa. What? How did you do that? And so you filmed this short little video that really showcases your product like excellently. It showcases like how quick it is, how seamless uh, it works. And then also like you, you get information, um, uh, you know, in, in a way that really pops. Uh, so you posted this video and what was the reaction from TikTok? Yeah, so after we posted it, it sat at 4K 
views for about a day, like a full day. Mm-hmm. And it really slowed down. It was just like, okay, so I hit 4K. Good job, Ari. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we kind of just, yeah, it was like, okay, well, we'll just keep going. I think we were still planning to post more. Yeah. Just, you know, and we were going to post that one over and over again as well. Um, so, but then the second day, uh, second day in the evening, we were about to go to sleep. And I noticed that it, the video, you know, started to get like, a little bit of traction. It started getting uh, like 50 views every, you know, every couple minutes. So I was like, okay. So it was, you know, it was at nothing before. So this is at least something now. Um, and so that, that was pretty cool. And then I slowly started seeing it like build up and, and it was hitting, uh, at some point it hit like a hundred views every couple of seconds. And then it was going up from there. And then it's, it quickly passed 20 K. Uh, it was in the forties and then the fifties. And then it was 3 a.m. at this point, so I had to, we had to go to sleep. Nick Nick was, like, was not, not, impressed. Nick <laughs> not impressed. Nick was not impressed. Refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Let me sleep. <laughs> so we woke up and it was at 179k, and we were we were ecstatic. We were like, we had blown up. Yeah, we were really happy about that. Um, and so as when we woke up, it then proceeded to continue to blow up even more. And it, it quickly hit, it was at 1 million by like 10.30 a.m. Um, and then it was just, you know, 100K every 10 minutes or so. And, you know, when you get to the millions mark, you can only see 100K increments because it shows, you know, like 1.2, 1.3, mm-hmm. 1.4. So we were seeing that grow really fast still. Um, and it was really exciting. We decided to convert our followers into Instagram as well. So both, basically both platforms were blowing up at that time. What did that do to your sales? Because people are seeing this video that shows how cool your product is. And I feel like the next natural response is, I want one. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, oh my God, it was crazy. We, we had the notifications coming on on Jason's phone with like the TikTok, like someone liked a video, someone shared a video. But at the same time, we had the Shopify notifications going off all day long just because it's like it, it converted very well i mean people saw the video and they're like whoa we want that product we sold out of our inventory after three days so what were your sales like before you released this video and then how did it change after yeah so before our sales were were relatively minimal just because it was just word of mouth just friends telling friends Mm. which definitely you know got us a little bit but it was just it was not the same level um and then of course the tiktok it continued to blow up for the next three weeks after February 12th. So that three weeks was a pretty sustained uh, growth in our uh, conversions. So now that video sits at around 70 something million views. Um, And I imagine that your success on TikTok has changed how you are going to approach marketing. Um, And, and, uh, and so Tell me a little bit about what you learned from that video and what your posting strategy is going forward. Yeah. So that video really showed us the power of TikTok and the fact that any account can go viral. Jason always says content is king on TikTok, on Instagram and every other social media platform. It's all about followers, but on TikTok, it's all about your content, right? So the fact that any video can blow up and we had our fourth video blow up was like, all right, let's start putting some real effort into making TikTok content. And that's the thing. It's, it's just TikTok content. So we, we take about a day a week and have a content day 
where we'll film some TikToks, but it's mostly just for TikTok because that's a whole different platform. You know, you don't want to see a professional ad. A professional ad on TikTok won't really do anything for you because it's like the people on TikTok are not there to watch ads. They're there to watch TikToks. Mm. And so... so we that whole separate channel mm. uh, for our marketing. There's TikTok videos and then there's, there's professional advertising videos. So not the same. Yeah. Right. And so um, in terms of like what makes your video successful? What are the key things that you've noticed um, that, that really hook people, not only on a video, but on your product? So showcase your product early on in the video, very, right at the beginning, especially ours, because our product is a viral product. The, the fact that you can send a push notification without them needing an app, that, that's like a magic factor to people, um, especially for someone who you know, never knew that that, that technology existed, like, like me at the party. <laughs> um, and uh, keeping it short, less than 15 seconds, that's key. Uh, and then like, I, like you said in the meeting, uh, bright colors. So during the day, bright colors, um, just things that catch your eye. That's key. Awesome. And then what advice would you give to someone just starting out on TikTok? Just yeah. do it. Yeah. You have no, you have no, like no one's going to judge you. That's what people are always like, oh, I'm worried that my feed's going to look bad. So your feed, you know, curating your feed, it's not as important as it is on Instagram. Just post some content. We recommend posting three times a day at the beginning. You have three times more, you're three times more likely to blow up if you post three times a day. Um, so just like throw a bunch of content up. Uh, of course, make sure it fills the whole screen. Make sure it's native for TikTok. Um, and um, yeah, just don't don't have any regrets. No one's going to judge you. So right after we had our virtual summit, this is being recorded um, post the summit. Uh, you actually got an interesting update about your Popple TikTok account. Uh, what happened? <laughs> yeah. So essentially as soon, a couple minutes after the podcast ended, um, I, we checked TikTok and we just like saw the check appear and we, <laughs> we were verified just like that. <laughs> just magically. Really cool. And so, so what, know. what, uh, what benefits come with the verification, uh, little check mark? Yeah. So we now have a separate link on our profile for download our app. So we now have our our website, papa.co, and then also download app. So we have those two showing now. Um, and of course, the verification just helps with social proof. And yeah, credibility. you have the invaluable um, uh, a clout measurement. So uh, <laughs> clout yeah. is through the roof. <laughs> so uh, before uh, we move on to Brian, uh, I have a few questions uh, from, from the audience that uh, I'll ask you really quick. And then again, we'll We'll um, ask more questions at the end and make sure that you're filling out that form that Adrian is uh, putting in the chat if you have any questions. Um, so Ali says, um, how much do you guys lean into trending hashtags for your content? Uh, do those kind of hashtags make a big difference in terms of the uh, attraction that you guys get? Great question. So um, the hashtags for you, for you page, FY, the really big ones with billions of view, uh, videos, those don't really do anything. Mm -hmm. um, those are too big. They're, they're not your niche. Over so, exactly. So we'll throw one of those, you know, in, a, in there like a couple of times. But what you really want to do is find hashtags that really fit your niche. Uh, and then those hashtags let TikTok then um, categorize your account. So that'll help you using t uh, hashtags that are relevant to your content. Um, yeah, I, I think you answered the question. Cool. Like, a lot of the hashtags that we use are like tech. 
Mm. Mind blowing. And then, and then trendy hashtags. So we've tried some trendy hashtags. So your, your content's not really going to show in the trendy hashtags unless your content is about that hashtag. So for example, you know, fathers of TikTok was a hashtag that was popular on Father's Day a couple of days ago. You know, we could post a video that wasn't about fathers with that hashtag, uh, but that won't actually help you. It's only going to help you if it's, you know, if it features a father uh, and they have TikTok has people manually checking those. So if you're going to try to do a, a, like a trendy hashtag, it's got to be like what the video is about. Awesome. Um, and a question from Mike, uh, can you determine demographics and location of who watches and who follows on TikTok? Yeah, we have some analytics on the back end on the account. Um, so you can definitely see generally where it's getting shown to. And it's also based on your location. So I, we're in LA. So we definitely, most of our content, I think is shown to LA people like mm. for you page, just a lot of LA people seeing that. Um, but in terms of demographic, I think we just figure it out just with the people who comment on our videos. Yeah. Um, and then the people who follow us, you start to get a general sense of like age range and you get some age range analytics as well. So cool. But of course the demographic is relatively young. And then um, a question from Bree, uh, with content being king on TikTok and the bar for content continuously being raised, how do you keep your content fresh and engaging so the videos aren't the same every time? Um, kind of like getting ahead of your answer, I imagine that it isn't incredibly important to have um, a varied video uh, like anthology, but we'd love to hear your guys' um, perception as well. Sure. Yeah, so for us, What's the interesting part of our content is the action of popping someone itself. And it doesn't really matter. Like we post a video, our most recent video blew up. It's got like 6 million views right now. And it's literally just Jason pulling up to a car. Hey, nice car. What's your Instagram? And this girl just holds out her pop hole and he does that. So it's like super simple. Once again, it took like less than 30 seconds to record. But then other times we'll like, we have a friend in Palm Desert that is like a tramp wall enthusiast. So as this trampoline, and it's kind of trending on TikTok right now. So we went and saw him and shot a video there and spiced it up. Yeah. Honestly, what we've been doing is just incorporating our daily life, like what we're doing in our daily lives, you know, meeting new people. And we're just, we'll, we'll go meet people and then we'll say, hey, let's get a video. We're in a new location. We have a new idea. It's like, so we kind of incorporate it in what Nick and I are doing with our day-to-day lives. Like we're going to Las Vegas this weekend. We'll probably get content there. It's just kind of like you just, yeah, you use your daily life. You spice it up that way. Also, our, our, um, our backend software allows you to share, you know, a bunch of different types of links. So what we do is we'll take all those different types of links and, you know, have different demographics. So this mm-hmm. one, I'm sharing my SoundCloud. This one, I'm sharing my, my YouTube. And we'll, we'll keep it spiced up with, like, sharing different things that way. Awesome. Um, and before we move to uh, Brian, I'll uh, ask you guys one more question. Um, and again, we'll... Uh, We'll have a bunch of more questions that will be answered at the end of the event. Um, but uh, a question um, from Nina, uh, should videos be strictly about product slash brand or should they also just be funny and relatable content? Basically, like, do you need to showcase Popple in every video? Good question. So we've noticed that we've done some videos that don't really show it that much. You know, maybe just like at the end really quick and it's like it's not really focused on that. And we've noticed that they don't do as well. Um, I think because our product, a lot of people see it as magic. It's like, well, how did you send a push notification to my phone just by holding something near it? And our product itself helps with that viral factor. So we've noticed that videos showcasing the product actually do better 
And that has allowed us to kind of keep it on brand with our demographic. Also, all of our followers, they follow us because they know that we're a product. So when we post a video that's maybe funny, but not about the product, you know, it doesn't do as well because people follow us to see our product. They don't follow us mm. to see another funny video. Awesome, guys. Um, well, I'm going to link uh, Popple's website and Popple's uh, TikTok feed so you guys can peruse uh, all of their videos. Um, I'm sending that to everyone right now. And um, now we'll uh, start with uh, Brian. So, Brian, I'm going to unmute you there. Um, and there you are in a beautiful beach. Um, so Brian Freeman, he is uh, the founder of Heartbeat, CEO and founder. And uh, Heartbeat has the number one TikTok influencer marketplace. So he's also a contributing writer at Forwards Inc., MarketWatch, Entrepreneur, and a number of other publications. Um, Brian has a presentation for us. So uh, Brian, please take it away. Awesome. Thanks so much for that introduction, Sam. Um, I am loving this uh, summit, by the way. I love the conversational nature and the fun that you guys are having. It's, it's got me fired up. So I appreciate um, it, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. So just we're going we're gonna to quickly go through a little bit of what Heartbeat is, um, a couple things about us, and then we're going to talk about um, the differences between Instagram and TikTok because um, we've got a lot of people on the summit today and there might be some of you without TikTok accounts yet or you're still trying to wrap your mind around kind of, all right, I know what Instagram is, but how is TikTok super different? And then um, we're going to talk a little bit about how the algorithm works, um, some ways to kind of stay current with it and some tips and tricks there. And then also how we price out um, our network at Heartbeat. So, um, so what is Heartbeat? Heartbeat is a marketplace that connects consumers and creators with brands that are looking for content partnerships on Instagram and TikTok. And TikTok is a recent thing for us. We kind of saw it coming in 2019 and said, wow, this is going to shake up uh, the world and we want to be, you know, we want to be early that market. So um, we're really excited about that. This is, this is, we've actually established a partnership directly with TikTok, um, have some great things to come there. So Heartbeat has about 300,000 creators who've registered with it. We've done, a quarter million sponsored posts and counting since we started the company in 2016, which is pretty amazing to think about. It's a lot of content. Um, we've done, we also power uh, tens of thousands of survey responses every day. Um, we have hundreds of content campaigns on the app at any given time. Um, and you can get free products and rewards as a creator or a consumer on the platform. So um, if you are in that category, go check out the app. You can see it on the app store. Um, so quickly how heartbeat works. So, uh, consumers download the app, they kind of link their accounts on Instagram and TikTok, and then they apply to be part of these brand campaigns. You, they post on Instagram. We identify that that content is live. Uh, we pull it into a dashboard for our brand partners. And then, uh, we kind of verify that everything was done correctly. And then you just get paid directly through a PayPal account. Um, so it's really seamless and, uh, this, these are some of the results that brands seek to get when working with us. So sometimes it's launching a brand and getting their first customer. Sometimes it's growing a brand awareness around a product. Sometimes it's getting consumer insights or building a community around a product. Um, and sometimes it's just getting content for the Instagram feed that, uh, or Facebook ads that they need, and, and that can be difficult to do. Um, this is just a small, small snapshot of hundreds of customers that we have. Um, some, some really amazing brands we've had the opportunities to work with 
over the years um, from a number of different verticals. So I'm going to talk a little bit about just some stats from tick for TikTok. You guys all know it's a big deal at this point. That's why you're on the summit. Um, but just a couple kind of key stats here. There's three uh, people spend 3.7 times more. 3.7x more time, I don't know why I can't say that, um, per day than Instagram. So that's kind of mind-blowing because we've, for the last five years, just gone, Instagram is what's up. Like, there's, it's going to be impossible for somebody to beat it. And here comes TikTok, and they're actually crushing it in terms of the amount of time spent on app. Um, 64% of TikTok's audience in the U.S. is above 18, 18 years old. This is kind of a... Uh, this is this kind of smashes what most people assume about TikTok that uh, it's just a bunch of high schoolers. Well, it used to be when it was musically, but um, since the pandemic, uh, the, you had an explosion in the audience of TikTok, and this it was steadily becoming more diverse. But uh, since the pandemic hit, and this is kind of the dynamic that happened, you had high schoolers who were who were crazy about the app. Then their college brothers and sisters came home and were locked in the house with them. Making a TikTok is uh, something that is pretty obvious that you're doing something. It's not like an Instagram post where you're posting or you're adding to your story and like nobody really sees what you're doing. You're dancing. You're, you're, you're in your room. You're kind of, you're, you're doing all types of stuff to make a cool TikTok. And so the uh, college, you know, brothers and sisters got involved. Then the parents got involved. So you've got this really diverse audience on TikTok um, that just wasn't there four months ago. And, uh, so again, 80 minutes spent on, in the app on average per day, which is crazy. I mean, that is a, an insane amount of time to be in a single app on a daily basis. Um, it's another mind blowing stat. And I got this directly from the TikTok team is that 35 to 40% of TikTok users are not on Instagram and Facebook which again is mind blowing. These are, that's probably more of that very youthful audience that is just decided to skip Instagram altogether because TikTok was meeting their needs. But that means you've got a unique audience that's unreachable on other platforms. Um, and then a 60, 40% female male split. So there's obvious dual gender appeal, a little bit more in favor of the ladies on this one. And then uh, this year, it's the number one and number two downloaded app in the United States. And it became number two when Zoom became everything. Everybody downloaded Zoom because of the pandemic and working from home. So now we're going to break down the differences between Instagram versus TikTok. So Instagram is designed to show you content from your friends primarily. That's how the algorithm is designed. It's actually one of the reasons that People like working with Heartbeat because we typically work with consumers, mostly friends and family following them, so the impressions are better than influencers. But um, it's designed to show you content from the friend, your friends and people you know, people you have overlapping follower bases with. Um, your homepage is people you're following. So you're, you don't log into Instagram, hit that home feed, and see a bunch of people who you didn't expect to see. And that's a really key, important difference. Um, and in order to kind of see the content of people that you, you know, that you don't know or that you didn't expect to see, you've got to navigate over to discover. And typically when an app developer has uh, a section of the app that isn't the first thing you see, it's because that's not something that they're prioritizing for you. And that's partly because Instagram makes its money off of the home feed and ads that are in the home feed. So on Instagram, virality is super different than TikTok too. 
So virality is driven um, by having a massive following on your own or uh, by people sharing content on their accounts that is a repost or by tagging friends in a piece of content that, um, you know, some deems is really interesting or cool. Maybe it's a meme. Maybe it's a new Justin Bieber post. And if he's dropping a new single and that you're tagging all your friends on that, I don't know, but um, it's very different than TikTok. And then again, I, uh, this is kind of a recap that discover is not prioritized in the app. It, a lot of people never go to the discover feed. Um, so therefore it's not the, it's not the main purpose. And then another thing you'll notice when you're scrolling through your Instagram feed is that it's trying to pull you, you further down into the app. So the it's showing you kind of, I call it peekaboo content. That's not like an official term <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, but it keeps you moving through the application and it's showing you that there's more there from someone else. Um, okay, so now flipping to TikTok. TikTok is optimized around showing you content people that you're not following, that you didn't expect to see. Uh, the for you page is what you hit in the app every time you open the app, even if you were on the following feed beforehand. Um, the home base is, you know, we talked about this with the popple guys. It's a stream of, of viral content, um, or it's content that has the ability to go viral. We're going to talk a little bit about that when we analyze, um, kind of the for you page reverse funnel. Um, and then the algorithm is is designed for discovering new things. And it's a little bit more advanced than Instagram because of the access that ByteDance has to a gigantic feed of data. So, ByteDance, Chinese startup, one of the most, if not the most valuable startup in the world, uh, worth more than Uber. And these guys have nine or 10 different social applications all feeding into the same central AI. So if you've seen the latest season of Westworld, there's a concept of this where like all human beings are feeding into one AI. That's basically what ByteDance has created, kind of spooky, but what it means is you've got a really addicting feed in the For You page of very relevant content for you. Um, and then the other thing that is very different than Instagram is I could join TikTok right now, create something really cool and created with a new account and potentially be viral tomorrow. That world is over on Instagram. Building a, an account on Instagram, any influencer will tell you is an insane amount of work and typically years of work. And I'm not saying that you don't have to put in similar work on TikTok. It is a lot of work, but there's an opportunity where you could just go big essentially overnight. Um, and so that's just something super different. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to see a side by side of Instagram and TikTok. And in the background there, that's me and my beautiful wife, Stephanie, who's also on the webinar. But, um, so the, here we are with Instagram. So boom, this is your feed. You know, you got your stories, you got your home feed, where the heck is discover? Oh, okay. Like you're just not really pulled to that feed. Oh, okay. Now we're looking at the discover feed. Well, it's not full page content. Again, it's presented in a completely different way than what you're going to see here on the right hand side for TikTok. And also keynote, there's no sound, um, which TikTok has proven is a very addicting thing to keep you in the application with 3.7 times more time spent in app. So on the right hand side, we're looking at TikTok. So we're immediately on the home feed. Dear diary, my teen and it's full page so my girlfriend went and bought this so 
what we're looking at in the following is, hey, that's the second thing that they want you to see. They really want you to spend the time in the For You page, and that's pretty much where everybody spends their time. So we're gonna look at, um, the algorithm has kind of two phases. So one is, what is the content specifically itself? And it uses something called uh, computer vision. So it analyzes the video as soon as it's uploaded into the kind of uh, massive robot brain of the ByteDance uh, world. So it's identified, okay, we have a young woman, girl, she's dancing, that's the activity that she's doing. She's in front of a house, she's outside, which you can tell from lighting or potential identifiers like a tree in the background. She's wearing sneakers, she's wearing shorts, um, and you know maybe there's a couple other things that it identifies there. It also is looking at the audio that is in the that that is in the background of the video or what the person is talking about. So now we've identified a lot of content that it can match against potential interests based on my behavior of watching this content. So um, and it also now has the same type of tags for the language that's being speak being spoken. So you're unlikely if you're constantly if you yourself are English speaking, for example to see um, content that's in a different language because the app itself knows the language that's being spoken in the video. Um, and then it's also looking at what is called metadata or um, what the video's name is, the sound that's being used. So a sound is that background track that's in a TikTok piece of content. Um, a, the description of the video, the hashtags that are being used, and then other post-level data are being taken into account. So as soon as a video goes up into the, you know, goes up into TikTok, there's a ton of data that it now can use based on the user's behavior who's looking at that video to match them against other content um, that that user's gonna be interested in. So that's, you know, it, it starts from that, you know, that kind of base level. And then we have the uh, what I call the reverse funnel. Um, so, at every stage, the For You page or TikTok is looking at um, put what I call post-level data, so likes, shares, comments, views to completion, and rewatch rate. And the Pavel guys touched on this at the, uh, right near the end of what they were talking about before. They were saying, hey, we want to get people to, we want to get them to the end of that video. That's where that punchline is because, hey, we want people to watch the video again. Because the more that a video is being looped, the more likely it is to be shared up funnel. Uh, and going up the funnel means more views. So let's say that you are a brand new creator with a small following on TikTok and you post something. Well, you're in phase one. That means a small audience of people are gonna be shown that content, which means the people who are following you and then a potential test group of people based on the content analysis that we just saw on the previous slide and then the hashtags you're using is gonna say, hey, uh, how does this video do on the likes, shares, comments, views to completion, and rewatch rate um, for this small little test group. Well, if it, you know, we could say it, if it wins that group or it's got some promising data uh, based on a score that TikTok assigns it, it's gonna show it to a slightly wider audience. So it's gonna show it to profiles of people who engaged with the content or viewed it to completion or maybe rewatched it. It's gonna show it to people who are, um, who are kind of similar to that previous audience, just more of them. And then phase three, if, it, if that video performs well in phase two, it's going to go to phase three. So the targeting is going to widen. It's going to show it to more people who are outside of that core demographic audience of phase two. Um, and then it's also going to move higher up in the queue 
So like if you're looking at the for you page and you know, maybe you swipe through 20 videos. Okay. So now that's further down the queue. Well, the more popular content goes up further in the queue based on, um, how long that user session is. So the most popular content, which is called, I call mass distribution creatively is shown to the largest rate of range of audiences in users. And if you are a, actually somebody like the popple guys who I'm, you know, you know, referencing a lot here or like our, um, like our own TikTok creators can be talking later, you actually start at phase three and phase four when you post something. You've got a massive following and immediately the app knows because of that, that you belong in, dis in distribution. Not everything you do is gonna hit massively like some of your top content does, but you're actually gonna get pretty well distributed um, every time you post because you've got, uh, because you have that wider following. So this is kind of a, you know, I, I haven't seen this illustration elsewhere. This is something I pieced together after reading um, a lot about how the, F, the FYP page works and also kind of my own observations. But uh, there are ways to kind of try and manipulate the funnel to work, uh, you know, work for you. So one of those is by having a lot of variety. So it's, it's not clear what is going to hit on the FYP because um, if you're creative and fun and interesting, you've also, you, that's something that is, takes talent. Um, so unlike Instagram where you can just post content and you know you're gonna get a consistent engagement on that content that it's always gonna be 3% because you've got 10,000 followers and you know, et cetera, then you don't really have that level of consistency. On TikTok, the engagement tends to look like six to 18% for most creators. So there's a much bigger variety. And I'm talking about content that does not go viral. So you've got to work with a variety of creative talent to, if you're specifically, if you're trying to hit that for you page consistently um, and you're a new brand and you don't have an established following, that's kind of the, the framework of which we're looking at this. So our kind of best uh, strategy is to start small and then scale big quickly before the trend that you're scaling with changes. So the trends on the trends on TikTok, if you've been on there much, are constantly evolving. Um, a lot, actually, this is a little uh, anecdote. A lot of the music we're hearing on the radio right now started on TikTok, but it's about a month and a half old. So like what you know, our us older people are like jamming to on you know your local radio station. You're like, wow, I've never heard this artist before. Well. She was cool in December on TikTok. Um, Doja Cat was cool over Christmas. And now she, she's a big deal as of three weeks ago or like six weeks ago. So um, the trends change quickly and you need to move quick and you need to test. So something that is pretty different about TikTok than Instagram. With Instagram, there's a lot of brand safety concerns and TikTok is there's a lot of brand safety concerns as well. Um, but you're not going to do well as a brand if you're limiting your creators and their creative talent. They know how to talk to their audience and they need to come up with something unique. And therefore, you can't say, hey, you know, I need to be very involved in the creative process every step of the way. You've got very limited things that you can do. That's going to make it very limiting on what you're going to, the kind of distribution that you're going to get. You also need to test a variety of trends. So your first uh, kind of move on TikTok, if you're working with creators, maybe try four different current trends and, and sounds. Um, don't try and go hard on one because you don't know what's going to hit for your brand. Um, the other thing is that the FYP is constantly evolving. So 
you're going to constantly need to be staying current on the tips and tricks that help you kind of hack the algorithm and maximize distribution. So um, sometimes, like this is something that's changed kind of more recently, the Popple guys touched on this, using tags that are current but don't have anything to do with your post, um, that used to be a strategy that worked really well, but TikTok is moving really fast. So you've just got to kind of constantly be there, kind of like people who are really good at Amazon and know, hey, what's current, what, what can I do right now to get distribution? Um, and then measure the right things. So what we are used to on Instagram does not necessarily translate to TikTok in terms of metrics. So for example, um, on a creator's account, look at views, not necessarily likes. Likes are not as important as do these guys get more views per post than other creators in that same follower band? Uh, we're going to talk about that in a second on how we price. Um, what do the shares look like? That's an indication of virality of um, content that people, creators who are more likely to get distributed to the For You page. Uh, and then you also need to look for a creative match. So on Instagram, volume is typically an indicator of success. So the more, uh, the bigger your audience is, the more likely you're going to generate sales. Um, the more engagement, the more likely you're going to generate sales or awareness for your brand. On TikTok, you need to find creators who really jive with your brand, who care about it, who when they talk about it, when they create content, it, that passion comes through um, because that's going to translate into engaging content that gets uh, distributed up the funnel in uh, on the For You page. So how do we price? So we have an algorithm that builds pay rates. So we look at account stats, followers, views, likes, comments, and shares as your baseline. Then uh, what we look at is where does this creator fall when compared to other similar creators in terms of followership? Um, so are they getting a lot of views that, uh, but most of the other creators in that follower band get less views than them? Well, then they deserve a little bit higher price. Um, and so that's one way that we can keep a dynamic, uh, a, a dynamic uh, bead on what people's pay rate should be. And then our pay rates vary massively. So it could be $15 all the way up to 10,000 plus for your very large following accounts. Um, and we have creators in the heartbeat world from 500 followers on TikTok to I think our largest creator that signed up with us has a little over 20 million followers. Um, and here's kind of some examples. So take, uh, I cannot pronounce her name correctly, so I'm not even gonna try, but say she's got 74,000 followers, she got 283,000 likes, um, she's going to be somewhere between 250 and 350 bucks. Jump up the follower count a little bit, um, a little over triple it. We got 283,000 followers, 4.7 million likes. She's going to be 500 to $700 in the heartbeat world. And then um, take a larger creator, 1.7 million followers. And we actually will work with our brand partners um, and go work directly with that person's manager. It's very rare that somebody has a million plus followers and does not have a manager representation. So you've got to work with them and negotiate a rate, potentially a longer term contract. And um, ideally you would be working with this person for maybe a couple months, creating content uh, and thinking through a different way to use those assets beyond just a single post or a single test. So, um, so that's that. I'm actually, Sam, I'm all wrapped. So we've got a couple extra minutes. We can do questions or we could just jump. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, we actually do have some questions. So uh, a question from 
Morgan. Um, are there any metrics Heartbeat can provide to marketers if running a TikTok campaign on their platform? And if so, what? So um, we're really excited about this. We've got a, our dashboard shows you pretty much everything you would need to know about each piece of content that's going live and then the campaign as a whole. So likes, comments, shares, total views. We capture all of the content as it's going live on TikTok. Um, the way Heartbeat works is the brand is granted rights to that content. So we get the video that brand can then pop that directly into TikTok's ad tool and start to run variants if they want to or use it on their own TikTok feed. Um, and yeah, so we're tracking the whole campaign as you know, from start to finish and all of the metrics that you would expect. And we're also working with TikTok um, on an almost daily basis to get even more data on the creator uh, followings and audiences. So that will be coming soon. Awesome. And um, given, uh, this is from Kelly, uh, given TikTok's new restrictions on music for verified brand accounts, how do you recommend brands stay on trend without being able to use that popular music um, that's so often used? So TikTok actually, I mean, this is what they've said to me recently. Actually, this question came up and I asked their team. They said they have a massive library of music that is granted that they have rights to. So, and it's in the ad tool. So you actually go into the ad tool and browse the different music that they have. And they say they've got a massive array of different music to choose from. Um, I think when it comes to partnerships right now, it's a little bit of the wild, wild west. So I would experiment with using some, the trending music that's on the app because anything that's trending, TikTok is working directly with uh, the music you know, the different music producers or uh, labels to get rights to. Um, they're also driving a lot of that radio adoption. So a lot of the music industry is making the majority of their revenue right now on new artists from getting started on TikTok. So they're in active negotiations together. Um, I would be a little more experimental and just try the current trend music and just go for it. Um, but when it comes to working directly with TikTok, let's say you wanted to do a massive ad buy, you could go through heartbeat or you could go direct to them and say, Hey, we're trying to do this. This is our creative strategy. What can you do? How can you help? Cause they've, they've made it clear. They're, they're willing to bend over backwards for advertisers to try and get them what they're looking for. Awesome. Um, and, uh, also what we'll be doing is Marcel will be going, uh, more into depth on, uh, music within TikTok, um, which will be super interesting. Um, so, uh, I'll, I'll do, uh, two more questions before we move on to Marcel. Um, so, uh, Zachary asks, um, how do you get your insights about the TikTok algorithm? Is this through trial and error, uh, polling, direct sources, a mix of, the, um, of a few? Um, yeah. How do you, how do you know about that kind of stuff? So, um, what's been interesting is that I created this presentation for our team a month and a half ago, and that was before we had our partnership with TikTok. And so when I first had my kickoff call with the TikTok team, I was like, guys, you know, my gut tells me this, everything I've been able to like see in terms of my experimentation has told me this, am I right? And they're like, well, we can't officially say it, but you're basically exactly right. So uh, it's been verified kind of by the TikTok gods. Um, it's also, there, there are, there is literature out there from other parties who have done some research, have taken the time, have done the experiments to back this up. 
So um, I would encourage everybody to do some of their own research too, to try and find what will work well for them and just Google, how does the for you page work? And uh, you'll see a lot of the stuff in there. Um, so, you know, like part of it is educated guessing. Part of it's been verified by the source. Um, wait, sorry, you got muted there, Brian. Um, can you unmute yourself? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, let me see, one sec. Am I back? Go. Yeah, you're back. Oh, okay. Where did I lose myself? Uh, just like the last five seconds. Oh, yeah. It's just something you got to stay on top of too because it's going to constantly change. Great. Um, and uh, finally from Roxy, I guess this is a little bit more of a personal question. Um, so Roxy is a red carpet host and a mommy influencer, and she's confused about what kind of content to post on TikTok. Do you have any general guidance for her? Oh, um. I kind of want to save this one for Darek because he's, you know, he's the king of this. You know, he's the creator. Um, I think you want to keep it authentic to you. I know that that's a buzzword, but um, it's ask yourself what excites you. Like, what's going to make you feel comfortable? Like, what are when you're on TikTok? What are the what's the content you're seeing that makes you watch it all the way through? And then just take a chance. I think it's one of those things like uh, you know getting out on the dance floor, you just gotta, you just gotta take, you know, shoot your shot and, and just have fun with it because the, the metrics are going to tell you a little bit about what your audience is into and, and you're going to grow around the things where you're really excited. I mean, one thing that's true about TikTok is it's just a happy place. Like sad, angry videos don't succeed on there where people have no enthusiasm generally doesn't succeed on there. So like where you're having fun, TikTok will have fun with you. And so uh, I know that that's not the perfect answer and, and maybe we'll get some more clarity from the other guests, but um, that's kind of what I would say. Awesome, Brian. Uh, thank you so much. Great presentation, a virtual round of applause for, for you. And uh, now we'll move on to Marcel. Um, so uh, Marcel, I'm going to unmute you there. Um, and I can see you now. You're up and ready to go. Um, Marcel, can you um, share your screen while I introduce you? Um, so Marcel is the TikTok lead at Movers and Shakers. It's uh, a TikTok creative agency that's responsible for the number one TikTok campaign in the world. Um, with this campaign, they generated over 5 billion views, 3 million user-generated videos, um, and Marcel, I'll let just, you just, uh, take it away from there. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. You guys, you guys caught me, um, practicing that, that new out West, uh, TikTok dance there. <laughs> Always um, practicing those dances, Marcel. You know, you know, you got, you got to stay ahead of the curve guys. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, I'm Marcel. Um, I am the TikTok lead at Movers and Shakers. Um, I don't want to brag, but we're kind of the, um, the leading agency in, in TikTok um, thus far um, um, since it really kind of hit the mainstream. Um, we've just been getting a ton of work and, and, and we've done a lot of stuff that I'll cover here today. Um, before I guess I, I get right into this presentation um, that I'm really excited about, um, I want to tell you guys a little bit about me and how I kind of landed on TikTok and how this whole kind of journey and excitement came to be. And also, just want to do a quick shout out to say the Popple and Heartbeat presentations were awesome. Um, super cool to hear Popple's story. And, and seriously, that was one of the best presentations I've ever seen on the TikTok algorithm. 
and I've sat through so many of them. So um, really huge kudos to Brian um, for putting that together. And all your assumptions are 100% on. We, we do a lot with TikTok. We talk to TikTok almost every week and, um, and all of that was super on point. So, so shout out, shout out to Brian. Um, but anyway, I'm Marcel. Um, I'm kind of an entrepreneur marketer for the last, I don't know, four or five years. I started my first company when I was 19, um, really built it on the back of social media, Instagram, um, always super passionate about all every new marketing hack, you know, from like literally, you know, from, from like the most basic email marketing to, you know, figuring out how to, um, you know, scrape Instagram, uh, influencer emails and just like flood products through, through micro influencers. I tried it all. And, um, I think that tees up really well why I got so excited about TikTok. And, and that was when I think it was January of this year. Um, a friend of mine who's an artist was looking to, to get some exposure on his art. He was ready to commit full time to his art. He was working a sales job that he hated. And he was like, dude, I need to do something crazy to get myself on the map. So we did the, me and him and a buddy did one of the craziest things that we could think of. We were like, we're going to sneak his art into LACMA. It'll give him this, you know, this big like PR push. Worst case scenario, it'll be like a funny story. And um, anyway, right at that moment, I had been, you know, exploring TikTok as this new social media platform, like many other marketers and just people who like social media. And I thought, well, this could be a really cool opportunity to test the platform. I'll try and record a TikTok. And so anyway, without getting too deep into it, um, this is, I'll show you guys the video. Oh, you guys don't have to see my, my calendar here. Um, this is, this is the video that we made. And, um, I'll just play it and then I'll tell you guys the story. Um, can you guys hear my audio, by the way? Yeah, we can hear you. So anyway, um, that video I posted when I had three followers, similar to the Popple guys, I, I think I edited it like five different ways and just started posting it. And then all of a sudden this video just blows up. Um, it sits now at like 8 million views, 1.8 million likes, so many comments. Um, and I remember seeing like the top comment having over a hundred thousand likes and the comments and the replies and everything. I was like, this is something that I've never seen in my life. This is something that's so unique. And we landed on national TV. Um, we, we went on CBS uh, on a, on a talk show to talk about it. And it was this huge moment. We landed on a, on a German newspaper and it was like the reach of this TikTok video was so real. And it just did not feel in line with what the rest of the world was thinking about this platform that was just, for dancing teenagers. And I saw a completely different side of it. 
Um, so I was immediately just totally enthralled and I thought, okay, I've got to find the people who are, who, who figured this out. And that's when I landed, uh, onto movers and shakers. And, um, they were like the only agency that really seemed to understand TikTok holistically. And, um, we immediately started working together. And, and since we've done so much, the agency has, you know, tripled in size since I joined the team. And, um, not saying that that's, that's on me. That is because the world has come to, um, to TikTok. Um, and, and we've really been at the heartbeat of that. So no pun intended. Um, anyway, I'm going to start, kick off this presentation. I just thought it might be a cool way to introduce myself and, and explain to you guys how I kind of landed on this platform and, um, why it's so exciting. So I'm going to kick this off and, um, do this presentation. Okay. Sam, can, can everybody see this? Yep. You're, I, I can see it and I uh, can hear it and you're all good. All right, cool. Sounds good. All right. So movers and shakers. So this is, this is really, a, um, this is based off of 101 that we do, um, a webinar, um, an invitation only webinar, um, um, that really just talks about, you know, high level, how brands can participate on the, on the platform. Um, we go into depth into a couple of case studies and really give you guys some tactical stuff, um, whilst, while maintaining, maintaining a, a general high level, um, vision about what TikTok is for brands. Um, so yeah, here's a little agenda. Um, you know, TikTok is it's it's still a unique opportunity. Um, we're gonna give a little primer of TikTok for for some of the people that maybe this nitty gritty algorithm stuff was going over their head, and we're gonna talk about some general success strategies for brands. And this is just this is where every brand can get started, and 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 I'll try and give you guys some next steps on on how you guys can get started and and really start you know maximizing this platform, building your brands and building your channels, building your following, building that clout on TikTok. Okay, quick, quick thing about movers and shakers. Um, so movers and shakers is really all about spreading joy. Um, and through that breaking engagement record. So before we became the TikTok agency, um, we were all about creating uh, content, um, well, translating really brands into singing and dancing um, content uh, that was uh, digital, sorry, singing and dancing content that was meant for, for digital platforms, YouTube, Instagram. Um, and, um, so we would, we would take really cool brands, um, you know, like clothing brands and, and just translate their, their messages into song and dance. So imagine that when a platform like TikTok came to be, it's all about song and dance. We were just a perfect fit. And, and that's why it's been like two puzzle pieces. And I think why the agency has done so well in this, in this new world of, of TikTok. Um, so yeah, just to highlight that, um, you know, we would do this, this was a YouTube video that we did, um, with match.com. Um, it was almost like a boy meets girl musical. Um, and this was a five, I think it was a, a, a skipped after five seconds YouTube ad, but the average watch time after I, however million views uh, was two minutes and 14 seconds. So we really kind of hacked this, this, this whole system of grabbing people's attention and, and that's on TikTok and on other platforms. Um, we, we've done that for, for a lot of different clients, um, um, a bunch of traditional, we are really a creative agency. So we do a lot. Um, I know this is what the, the whole agency has been marketed as, especially this, this is our, probably our most famous campaign. It is by far our most famous campaign and really made TikTok famous as a marketing platform. Um, you know, not to say that there, there wasn't stuff happening before then, but I think this this campaign really changed a lot for for TikTok because this was just an unprecedented amount of UGC 
And instead of diving into the nitty gritty, I'm just going to show you guys a quick um, case study video that'll really explain what we did here um, with, uh, with, with Elf Cosmetics, which is a publicly traded cosmetics brands for the guys out there that probably don't know what Elf is. Um, I'm going to play this video. Oops. Do that thing with your eyes. Money, look. Let me see them lips. Attitude and give me face. Boom, boom, boom. Eyes, lips, face. Wait. Who you got that drip? It ain't no debate. Wait. Show me love and I show it back. Double tap. In the town, we the talk of that. With all my winners in the place. I ain't got nothing left to say. I ain't come to play. Nah, nah, I can't hear the slay. Tryna catch a little bit of this sauce. Give them all a taste. Uh, uh, uh. Tryna catch a little bit of this sauce. See that thing with your eyes. Money, look. Let me see them lips. Attitude and give me face. Eyes, lips, face, wait. Okay. So, so yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. Um, some highlights. Yes. Um, we wrote an original song, um, which is something that we do a lot. Um, but we wrote an original song for the challenge. Um, it hit number four in the viral global viral charts on Spotify over 16 million views on, I mean, 16 million listens or, or plays on, on, um, on Spotify and, um, the total campaign on TikTok got over 5 billion views. We still got another billion views in the last like two months since, um, since quarantine. Um, we had 3.5 million people create original content um, around this song and, um, and this dance for, for Elf. So it was really this insane moment. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll hop into that a little bit later and I'll, I'll get some questions because I do want to get through this presentation. Um, as you can imagine, it, we garner a lot of, of, of press for, for our campaigns um, because of that. Um, and yeah, since then, we've garnered a total of 30 billion views across all our campaigns, um, which has really just allowed us to, to work with more and more um, companies, which is just super exciting. Um, and we really feel confident about being kind of a, a leader in the space and, and, and hopefully writing the playbook um, for TikTok, for brands. So I think one thing um, that one thing that should just be mentioned is that, you know, we feel like we're at this moment, you hear these crazy numbers, oh, there's 800 million people on TikTok, oh, there's, you know, um, you know, there's X amount of Gen Zers and millennials on the platform, and it's aging up, there's still a window of opportunity, um, there's still unprecedented reach, and there's still an opportunity to get on the ground floor. So don't be worried that you missed the boat, the boat has not even left. Um, you, there's still so much opportunity. Um, and what's crazy about the platform and, and other marketers on this call can, can, can definitely relate with this. You know, it used to be on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, you get a million views, you're pumped. Like that, that's a, that's a grand slam. Um, well, I remember with my, with my first company, we got 2 million videos, uh, 2 million views on, on, on a Facebook, on a Facebook video. And it was a total game changer for our business. Um, 10 million 
is unheard of. It doesn't happen. A hundred million, like you, you, it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. On TikTok, it's just a whole different ball game. We're getting billions of views. And that's why people are so excited about this platform because they figured out something. TikTok as a platform has figured out something that just doesn't happen anywhere else. Um, and it's a platform where there's collaboration. So it's not a billion views on one video. It's a billion views over 100,000 videos that different creators are creating. And that's what makes the, the platform so exciting. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of players that, are, that have figured this out. These are just a handful of the brands um, that are joining the Billionaires Club. Uh, that's what that which we call them. Um, just like the, the companies that are really, that have figured this out and that are, are making a dent and maximizing their, their opportunity here on TikTok. Um, it's still time, guys. <laughs> First mover advantage um, for your niche, for your industry. It guaranteed you can still get in on the ground floor, even if you're in, in, in a niche that, that, that's already maturing on TikTok. Um, it's crazy how slow everybody is to, to join the party. Um, and that has just been extrapolated by coronavirus. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the most recent stat is in Q1 of 2020, TikTok added 315 million users to the app in Q1. Um, and that's just growing every day. Like 2019 was the most downloaded app of, of, of 2019. Like this is literally, this year is going to make that look like a sleep year. Um, it's insane. And, and usage is going up and where a lot of brands are still feeling kind of sheepish. They don't know, you know, I, can I do any, uh, you know, experiential marketing? It's like TikTok is happening. People are creating every day. And there's so much opportunity and it's all light and it's fun and it's lighthearted and you don't have to feel super worried about um, the way that you're communicating there. All right, quick quick primer on, on TikTok. This is one thing that I like to, to always bring up to people is that TikTok isn't necessarily social media. It's, it is a social video sharing platform and it enables everybody to be a creator. It's kind of like that um, Ratatouille line where um, he says a great chef comes from anywhere. I think I, that may not be it verbatim, but on TikTok, a great creator can come from anywhere. And, and the way I like to think about it is it's like a distributed entertainment platform. People are going there for little bits of entertainment or, or, or knowledge or learning. They're not going there to find out what their aunt is having for dinner. It's not social media. It's, it's really social sharing. It's entertainment. And that's something that you need to wire into your brain as you think about TikTok. Um, who's on TikTok? You guys know this. Um, it's, it's still a Gen Z platform, but it's aging up every day. One of the call outs I always like to give is that the world economic forum is, has their own, uh, TikTok, uh, brand channel that has over, I think now 1.5 million followers and they make really biz business insider, business insider E style content. Um, that's super popular. Um, so no matter who you are, like there's an audience for you that I can guarantee it. Um, and the engagement is crazy. Like Brian alluded to in the last, um, in the last presentation, the, the engagement is nuts. I mean, people, I think the average engagement uh, or the average time, time spent on the app has fluttered between one hour and 80 minutes per day in comparison to Instagram, which has been, you know, the, the King B for the last two, two or three years. Um, the average time there was 27 minutes. I think it's fluttered up to 35. So it's like double and tripling the amount of time that people are actually spending on the platform, which is nuts. 
it's not your grandmother's social media app. You know, it's, this is, this is a place that's raw and unpolished. It's not about showing off your, your, you know, picture perfect lifestyle or your picture perfect brand. People want to see things raw. They want to see things organic and the brands and the creators that have figured that out and that have been able to strip themselves down and show themselves as being raw and authentic are the ones that are just absolutely crushing it on the platform. Um, so yeah, think about that when you're thinking about TikTok. It's also still, it, it was born as a music and dancing app and that aspect is still there. Obviously it's, it's, it's everything now, but that's still a big part of it. And, and it's, it's also very trends driven. I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit. Um, trends are, all right, you, let's, let's think about this. You guys remember the ice bucket challenge? Well, the ice bucket challenge happens seven times a day on TikTok and everybody's part of the conversation, but you kind of have to jump in to figure out what's happening. And I'll show you guys, a lot of those are around dances or little challenges and fun little things. Um, but that's really where the virality happens, where you see these massive numbers, like 5 billion views. That's because a trend was started that everybody hopped onto. And there's, a, there's an art and, and there's really an art to figuring out how to make those happen. And I think that's something that we're still trying to figure out, but that we, we definitely do a lot of. Um, but I'll just show you guys rather than, than, than ramble on about it. Um, this is a good example of a little dance challenge and I'll show a couple different examples so you guys can kind of get the idea. This next part is my favorite part of uh, this time. Gonna do the two-step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweet heart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to this next part is my favorite part of uh, this time. Gonna do the two-step and cowboy boogie. I love that kid. He kills it. Um, all right, let me show you guys another example. show you guys one more and then I'll kind of break this down. This is a brand example. This is the eyes of space. Um, so I'll quickly break down what a viral challenge looks like on, on, on TikTok. And, and now that you guys have these examples, it might make more sense. 
is it starts off with someone doing something that's super cool and rad. So for example, that could be a dance, that could be doing a flip and changing your t-shirt or doing like a hundred flips, changing your t-shirt every time. Um, and then people see that video, you know, that video goes viral on its own and then people see it and they immediately go, wow, I'm going to try that again. You know, I'm sorry, I'm going to try that for myself. And um, it's all connected through the music most of the time on TikTok. So people look at that sound and they're, they're going to do their own video with a quick, with a couple of taps, they're able to click the sound, add that to their own video, make it. And then that's how the trends just get bigger and bigger. Um, so for example, you know, one thing that, that, that also should, also should be mentioned is that each one had its own little flavor. You know, the first one was kind of like, I, I don't even know what style of dance that was, but then you had a hip hop dance and then you had a ballet style dance. So, and, and like the second example, like the one guy couldn't do a backflip. So he just jumped in the air and that's where the remixing and the, the, the collaboration aspect of TikTok, which is so exciting and why these, 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 um, campaigns go so viral. So here are your success strategies, or really, these are the entry points for brands on TikTok. So if you're just getting started, you own a brand, and you're like, okay, I want to get in on some of this action. Um, these are the four entry points, brand channels, influencers, and in-feed ads, and hashtag challenges. And I'll break them down in, in one sec. Hey, Sam, how are we doing on time, by the way? I can't see my clock. Um, you have seven more minutes, um, but we can go a little bit we, over. We good. We good. Don't worry. All right. Um, cool. Thanks, Sam. Um, so brand channel, this is, this is really, so brand channel, think about it like Instagram, you know, you've got your channel. This is where you own your own content. It doesn't cost you anything to, to make the content or to post the content. It, it may cost you something to make it. Um, and this is where brands really have the opportunity um, to, to express their creativity, to express their brand, um, and try a lot of different things. This is what Popple has done so well. Um, some keys to this is post regularly. Um, you know, Popple said post three times a day. We say post once a day, um, as a minimum. Um, and, and that's just also to gauge your own investment. Like you need to be able to, to, to post a lot. Um, I think similar to like how maybe in 2012, a brand could have been in their boardroom, uh, you know, deliberating saying, huh, you know, I think we should, we should make a, a, a you know, an Instagram brand channel. Um, now it's the first thing you do. It's not even a question. And everything that we're seeing about TikTok says that that's exactly what it's going to be. So figure it out now and, and talk to your people and, and make a channel um, because it's still organic now. Um, and just like, just like Instagram, just like Facebook, that's going to change. It's not going to be what it is today. Um, so, so don't waste time. Um, top performing content jumps into a trend. Trends are happening all day, every day. Um, find them, figure out how to participate in the ones that are authentic to your brand. They're always shot vertical. They're always unpolished. They're not shot with a 4k camera. You know, they're shot in an iPhone and, um, and they're, um, they use relevant music, which is a really important part of, of TikTok. Um, using influencers is also a great way to, to get started on the platform. You don't necessarily need to jump right into building a brand channel. Um, you, um, there's one thing that I should just note is that influencers on TikTok are not are different than Instagram and, um, and, and YouTube. So, you know, don't use the influencers that you've been using on Instagram, you know, venture out, figure out which, which, you know, creators fit with your brand 
and talk to them. Um, there's a creator marketplace that, that can be a really great place. That's something that TikTok put together. Um, if you look up creator marketplace, TikTok, you'll, you'll find it. That can be a good entry point. Um, they're relatively inexpensive to work with um, a lot of TikTok creators, even ones that have a lot of influence over their audience because they haven't really been discovered by brands yet. Um, so you can get some, some, some cheap test and learns, um, or not cheap, but inexpensive um, test and learns if you want to go that way. Then there's in-feed ads. In-feed ads are the best um, you know, entry point for a brand that really needs to focus on you know, direct response, performance marketing. Um, this is similar to your Instagram, Facebook ads, um, to your Snapchat ads. Um, this is, uh, you know, uh, this is, this is something that you do on your own. There's uh, if you just look up TikTok ads, it, you, you get a TikTok ads manager and, um, um, yeah, you can set up your own ads. One of the biggest call outs that we all advise people is you have to make TikTok content first, or at least TikTok content that feels native. And that's something that we can help you out with is, um, you know, don't use your top performing Instagram story content. It's going to feel so out of place and people are just not going to engage with it. It's just going to feel tone deaf. Um, so it, it's a great entry point. You can, you, you can funnel traffic to a landing page and you can get real stats on, on, on what people are doing. And then of course there's a hashtag challenge. That's what we talked about. That's what we did with eyes up space. Um, here are some of the, the, the hashtag, we've done three of these, these um, hashtag uh, challenges. Um, and um, this is where you really get that unprecedented, those billions of views. Um, and um, yeah, this is really the most unique advertising. I, I, I don't even want to say like, it, it is like the most interesting marketing product that we've seen in the last several years. Um, it pretty much allows any brand um, to, to, to get a viral moment. Um, granted, it's, it's rather expensive. Um, you know, it's, um, it, it's, it's going to cost in the mid hundred thousands to, to get started with one of these. Uh, but what, what can happen is absolutely explosive, um, similar to what we did with, with ALF. Um, and, and that's just what's possible. That's obviously not what happens for everybody. Um, and, and it's really what starts at, you know, these massive cultural moments. There's, there's a couple examples from Chipotle that are really great with David Dobrik that, that some of you might be familiar with. Um, and we can go into later. I feel like I'm, I'm on a ticking time bomb right now. Okay. Um, one thing that I like to think about a lot, and I'll just leave you guys with, if you're thinking about a hashtag challenge, if you want to do your own eyes up space is think about how you can have a very clear prompt. What is the most, what is, what is your brand at its core and what message do you want to communicate to your customers? How can you make that while still inviting creativity, um, having the right amount of your brand, you know, in eyes up space, the song was all about elf. Um, but it didn't feel overtly branded. It felt, it felt relevant. It felt natural. Um, and, and a huge part of that is obviously cultivating the music that really directs the user and the creator as to what they want to do. Um, I can skip this. Um, so yeah, I'm leaving you guys here. And, and one thing I'll call out is we have a 201 webinar, um, that's invite only, but I'm inviting all of you guys. Um, there should be a link somewhere. Um, I hope that gets passed. The link to you. is in the and chat we, right now. 
The link is in the chat right now. I would go and sign up if you want to get all of this and just get more in depth. Um, we break all of these down in much more detail. I feel like I really had to kind of sprint at the end there. Um, but really think about this. You know, what does your brand look like if it's in its viral challenge? You know, what's, what's viral about your brand? Um, and, and how can you start your brand channel today? Um, and how can you get started um, and start participating on the platform? Because you won't regret it. Um, so anyway, Sam, thanks for giving me the time. If, if there's time for questions, I'm happy awesome. to. Awesome. Um, we're I'm just going to have, well, again, we'll, we'll do more questions at the end of the event. But we have one question um, that I, I thought was interesting and something that Marcel and I have actually been talking about the last uh, couple days. Um, so this is from Bob. Um, and he asks, with no click-through, is TikTok only valuable as a branding tool? Is there no CTA? Um, uh, and you were mentioning about something that TikTok may be rolling out. Yeah, so um, thanks for the question, Bob, by the way. Um, so I can't, I, can't, I can't speak too much, um, but a little bird told me that um, there's, there's going to be some new features rolling out soon. Obviously, we have now um, links in bio like Instagram. So just like Instagram, there's a links in bio, you can direct people to your brand channel and they can click out. But um, something that that you can look at a lot is what's happening with TikTok's partner company or partner app, um, Doyen, which is pretty much TikTok in China has shown already a lot of features that um, that will be available on TikTok. Um, and one of those is a um, link in every post. So just I'll let all you performance marketers out there just start imagining what could happen if every single post that you posted on any social media or social video sharing platform um, was able to click through to your landing page and what that could do for you. So um, definitely um, there, there is, there is um, it's not just branding. It will be performance eventually. Um, and yeah, start messing around with it, Bob. Awesome. Um, Marcel, thank you so much. We're going to move on uh, to Dare. Um, and again, cool. we'll, we'll have um, all of these, uh, uh, we'll answer a lot more questions uh, after, after we finish with our final panelists. Um, but uh, could you introduce yourself um, and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing? Yes. Um, first off, thank you guys for having me. Um, little introduction about me. Uh, my name is Dari, aka Captain Dari on any social media platform. Um, I first started like just content creation uh, back on Instagram like a couple years ago. And uh, the past year I transferred on to TikTok and just been going strong from there. <clears throat> awesome. So you've been creating comedy skits for a while now. Um, and you started creating content on Instagram. And we've been comparing Instagram and uh, TikTok quite a bit throughout this, um, this summit. But I wanted to get your opinion. What was your, uh, what was your experience as uh, an Instagram content creator? Yeah, so with Instagram, I feel like you definitely have to have like some sort of following. Like you definitely need a following. That is very important for like just your videos getting out there. If you're like an up and coming creator first starting out, which I was on Instagram, I had like probably like a couple, like 2,000 fan uh, followers starting off it's, it's 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 hard to get your videos out there because you can't really rely on the algorithm that tiktok has because it's not the same so it, it wasn't really good growth i got some growth but 
you know, transferred on a TikTok, it was like a completely different ball game because like anyone could see my videos essentially. So yeah, so you went on a TikTok when it was just starting out, uh, and uh, and it recently transitioned from Musically. So can you tell me um, how did you get on the platform and what was your experience there? Yeah, so initially I actually um, got in contact with uh, somebody that was like a past friend that he actually used to be a Viner. His name's King Vader. And uh, basically uh, I was with him and another one of my friends and like we were at his house and he was basically like just talking to us and he was like, yeah, do you guys want to make a TikTok? And we were like, TikTok? make TikToks and like we're trying to get crazy on Instagram what do you mean make a TikTok I'm not about to do that but he's like no just make a TikTok and we're just like all right let's do it so we made a TikTok video with him and like it was crazy like whole editing whatever he was doing and then like he posted it and and all let me uh share that video with everyone really quick yeah um uh one sec here uh so share so um here's the video right now So uh, tell me a little bit about what was the inspiration uh, for that video. And, and as you posted it, what was the reaction? Yeah, so it was actually pretty funny because, like, I didn't even know, like, when it was posted or anything. But um, initially, like, the idea, he just, like, threw it up on us. Like, it's crazy how his mind works. But he's like, you guys, I want to make a video about cookouts. And we're like, okay. And, like, basically, like, he just constructed the whole idea of, like, how, like, your cousins or, like, family, friends, brothers, and sisters, like, annoy you while you're at the cookout and you're, like, the older sibling. So that was kind of, like, the idea for the video. And, like, we made it. And then once he posted it, like, as soon as he posted it, I want to say probably, like, five minutes into the post, like, I just started hearing dings out of nowhere on my phone. I'm just like, what's going on? Like, it's not even on my page. And, like, I just seen, like, so-and-so following me, so-and-so following me. I'm just like, what's going on? Let me check his video. Like I see his video is like, it's like going off, it's blowing up. And I'm just like, okay, okay. I like this. This is some, this is some good traction. Okay. We're starting off good. So that kind of sparked me off on TikTok. And like, from there, I kind of had to figure out, I was like, okay, I have, there's people coming to my page. What am I going to do? I got to start posting. So like, that's just kind of how I started. So what was your strategy to start posting? Because I think there's a little bit of a different strategy coming from a creator end versus a brand. Yeah, so initially for me, um, I guess starting off on TikTok, um, I kind of just, the first thing I did was just like, you know, see what type of posts were like being made on the app. And like, you know, I just kind of studied that for a little bit. And then I was just like, okay, how am I going to, feed to the audience here so initially i started off like using sounds because like that was basically like the main premise of tiktok first starting out was like the use of sounds songs making duets dances and like that's initially what i did like famous sounds that were like trending at the time i would use that sound and like make a video about it and then like i started doing duets as well and what i would do is like i would duet with like really famous people already on the app and like basically make a video like side by side, just reacting to them or being like the second part to their audio or whatever. Yeah, can you explain what duets are really quick? Yeah, yeah. So duets are basically, uh, basically is like you reacting to someone else's video that they initially posted or whatever. And basically how it works is like you have an option 
where you can like hit duet to like be on like a side by side view of someone else's video. And you have the ability to, you know, play a part in their video essentially, or you could just sit down and like react to it. And like your reaction could like give off some sort of energy or feed to like your people that are following you. And that's basically kind of how it works. And I'm going to so, show a duet um, from Dari really quick right now. That is my baby, my sweet, sweet baby, oh, my baby, baby, baby. So you were kind of like piggybacking off of, of these like bigger videos, growing your audience. What did you notice was most important to making people not just like follow maybe like, like the trends that you were on, but actually follow and engage with you? Yeah, so really, I feel like when you're on TikTok, you kind of have to create an identity for yourself. And like, that's what I, you know, made sure I strive to do initially. So like, when I would like do it with like, like viral videos, or like bigger pages, like, because I had my own, like, I had my own form, I had my own like, idea behind myself, like, I, I'm Nigerian, like, that's my, my family lineage. So like, I use an accent in my video. And, like, people will respond to that, like, okay, he did it this way, but he had an accent to it, and it made it, like, more special in that way. So using, like, you know, stuff that, like, you can identify yourself with to, like, make your videos more personable to your followers and your fans. And that's kind of how it really helped me with just boost my own, you know, connection with my fans and whatnot. And so what are, as you've, like, amassed this audience, you have over 20 million likes, almost a million followers. Um, how, how are you changing your content going forward? What, what are you looking towards, um, in terms of your personal content creation? Yeah. So right now, like, um, I just specifically, I think this year has been like a crazy year for just like social media in general, just with like the whole COVID happening and like that actually happened to be a curse, but also a blessing for creators. I feel like, because like, everybody was now at home on their phones with nothing to do. So like that essentially gave people the ability to have way more eyes on them than usual. So when like this quarantine started, like I was like, okay, this is not, this is an opportunity. I cannot miss it out. I have to like go crazy. So like I started just thinking of ideas. I make skits. Like I just go crazy on the skits and all that. And like, I continue to do that. And like, I was growing immensely. And then like, I got like tired out and I was like, okay, I need a break. And like, I had to kind of like realize, I was like, well, I've gained a following to the point where like people don't, people come to see my videos, but people come to see me as well. Mm. So like now, like my videos can just be like regular duets with just me or just me talking to my fans and like just me talking in a funny way or just like reacting to something or talking about a hot topic and like making it funny to me. And like, I've just been able to create that rapport with like my fans that like we're kind of like a like a close-knitted like family essentially so that is like kind of what my content is now as far as like the future I kind of hope to move further into like more professionalized type videos um, but I'm gonna keep it same way with like my own style though so so um you also were recognized by TikTok um during Black History Month can you talk yeah. a little bit about how that happened um, and, and how they engaged with you. Yeah, so it actually came as a surprise. Um, it wasn't like nothing like, they they were kept like this whole summit, the Black History Summit, they kept it completely under the radar. So like creators, nobody really knew about it. 
And um, it's actually funny because my friend that I'm, that's also a creator, like he initially got the email before me. And like that week, like he told me about, he's like, yeah, like there's doing this little black history creator thing. And like, they're said they're going to like fly south to California and like, they're going to do all of this. And I was like, really? I was like, okay. So like that passed. And I'm just like, whatever. That was like an afterthought. And like the next week, like I got an email too. And it was like, Hey, we want you. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. you want me? I mean, okay. Like I'm down for it. If you want me to come. And like, it seemed like really surreal. Cause like, that's like, I feel like as far as apps go, like this was like the first app that I felt like they were really trying to be more intuitive with the creators on the mm. creator side, like making sure they were involved with us. So like just having that experience with them was like extremely extraordinary, like just out of the normal. So when they initially like invited us all down there, like we went down there and like they were, they catered to us, they took care of us. And it was just an awesome event. Really. It was really fun. That's awesome. I'm actually going to show a video um, from that event uh, right now, here we go. Clean up froze, they don't fight you well. Like the weed, I keep a drum. You ain't got no little boy, you a bitch. Give me brain, that bitch so dumb. We broke, I had no fucking spin it just for fun. Be that hell, shit. Fuck up in the bit with the VPS. Can't get my gun because I don't do the. Uh, I yeah. love that because it really showcases that community. Um, and, and I think like TikTok has made a really concerted effort to promote um, creators. And, uh, and because content is king on the platform, they really want to invest uh, in those creators. Um, so uh, before, before we wrap up with your section of, of, um, of the event, uh, what advice would you give to creators starting out on TikTok? So... What I would say as far as advice goes is just one, when you first start on the app, you know, just figure out kind of what your niche is essentially. So like what type of creator do you feel like you are? So like that's the first thing like I try to do. Um, As far as trends go on the app, it's very good to do trends and like that'll help boost like people to come to your page. But don't base your content on just strictly I'm just doing trends all the time. Like make your content in a way that it's personable to you so that your fans can relate to you and not just relate to the trend essentially. So that's how you create a more solid fan base and people that will come to you, not just cause you're doing a trend, but you're just making a video. So that's another thing that like I had to realize. And then also if like you really want to, you know, invest into, you know, being a creator and like, you know, receive like income from it, then you just have to, you know, think about ways that you can connect with brands. And like what I've learned is just like, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to brands on like, I, I do a lot of reaching out to brands on Instagram where like I'll DM them be like, Hey, like I'm a creator. I'm like, I really love the, the products that you guys serve. And like, I would really love to collab and work with you guys if you guys wanted to work with me and just, you know, be genuine about your approach. And like, that's really how I've like started to create success of lately of just, you know, being able to push that creator world so thank you awesome um dude dude thank you again so much uh for sharing your story um so now we're going to open it up to questions so i'm gonna unmute unmute all of our um all of our panelists um and uh please like uh, all of the panelists please uh re-engage your um uh video um and uh we'll open it up for questions so uh again um, uh, Adrian has sent the, uh, question link. So if you guys have any questions, please enter it in there. Um, to start off, um, question for Marcel, 
what type of brands are you seeing having the most success on TikTok? Um, yeah, great question. Um, I would say that the brands that are doing the best are the ones that are um, that feel the most natural on the platform. Um, so again, remember, it's a very visual platform. It's entertainment based. Um, we've been working with a lot of cosmetics brands. Um, there's there's a big beauty community. Um, so they feel really natural there. Um, and they're, they're also brands that, that, um, are, are very like, um, they're, they're very, um, how would I say cutting edge with their marketing? Um, others that I see are just ones that, that can really lean into the fun, um, and that have a brand that's flexible enough for them to take risks on the platform. Um, so a great example of that is, is Chipotle. Chipotle does an awesome job um with with everything that they're they're doing on tiktok and i think a lot of that is because they're not scared to to take some risks to put themselves out there they're already a very fun gen z brand that that communicates authentically and and i find that to be um to that that that's usually the the correlation between the brands that are that are really successful on the platform um i'm i does does anyone know how anything else to add on that uh question Okay, cool. Um, so I have a question. Um, this is coming from Isabel um, for Dere. Uh, so thoughts, and this is also, I'll ask the TikTok at, or the uh, Popple guys after, um, but what do you think of TikTok's limited editing capabilities? So like, do you think that creators should maybe export videos to Premiere, edit there, um, and then just post that video like that? Or should they use TikTok's uh, limited editing uh, um, uh, like optionalities um, and utilize what TikTok has. Yeah, so for me, like I actually use an outside app. I use Video Leap, and basically, honestly, like you can go like either or. Just it just depends on like what type of content you create. Honestly, and like, like if you create content that like it just simply won't get the do- the job done, like in the TikTok platform, like you're don't be afraid to like go to an outside platform and like you know edit your app because I do that a lot of the times and like. The videos, like, it doesn't affect, like, how your videos look or anything. It's just another way of editing, essentially. But I would say, like, it's good to use. Like, they've come a long way, TikTok, as far as, like, the editing software that they have on there. So, essentially, you could do a lot now. Like, you can trim videos. You can add voiceovers now. So, they're, like, coming a long way. So, it just all depends on your own preference, honestly. Um, Popple guys, what do you, uh, Nick and Jason, what, what do you think of that question? Like in terms of utilizing TikTok's editing program in app, or do you guys go and outsource, um, elsewhere? Well, compared to Instagram, TikTok has a ton of editing tools, like Darius said. Um, so I'd say it's pretty good for editing, um, overall. And also TikTok rewards you for creating the video in their platform. Cause of course they want you to do that. So mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to do that always create it in the tiktok platform but otherwise um, yeah i'm a cool. good um question for marcel how much t- prep time went into the elf cosmetic campaign i'm muted sorry um how much time went into the prep um I think we got started, the, the campaign went live in um, mid-October, early November, and I think we kicked things off in, in early September. Um, I would say, um, to speak to, 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 
to the campaigns that we've done more recently is we like at least four to six weeks, um, ideally two months. Um, we, we write original songs um, for a lot of our campaigns. And you can imagine just, just the process of getting demos, um, you know, uh, going back and forth between brands, it, it takes a while. Um, yeah, but I would say um, you want to give yourself time, um, but the, the platform does change fast. So it's kind of this, it's like you're, you're playing a, a game of cat and mouse with, 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 which, um, with where you're going on it. Um, sure. But yeah, I hope um, that's helpful. Coming from low, and I'll ask this to Brian uh, first. So if you can't create a, uh, a whole song like uh, what, what Movers and Shakers does for people, um, what would you suggest small brands uh, do to gain momentum um, if they can't do that? So I think, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm kind of leaning on what the easy solution is, which is to go into the sounds on TikTok. And <laughs> so any video, you click on the sound, and then start scrolling and it's going to give you a giant list of every trending sound on TikTok, and hopefully attribute and most of the time attribute the artists. So go through that and kind of play around with what you think based on the music fits with what the content is that you're doing. Um, ideally you're creating content that fits the sound. Uh, that's mm -hmm. typically how people are creating, um, creating on TikTok. But um, if you've got something you've, that's kind of how I would look at it. I would, you want to go with the trending content because as a brand, you need distribution. Um, but at the same time, you also got to kind of try and identify um, what it, what story it is that you're trying to tell. Mm. So I think it's a combination of, Hey, what's our personality? What do we want to be on TikTok? Who's the person in the, in the office that's going to be kind of taking control of this? How much freedom are we going to let that person have in terms of telling a story um, and then taking risks because TikTok is not a platform that, that rewards perfection. That's just not what it is. It's, it's a place to have fun and try new things. And, you know, if, if it doesn't hit and you want to remove it, just delete it, but you never know what could hit. So I think, I think it's playing around with the different trending sounds because that is definitely going to give you the most opportunity for distribution. Um, yeah. Awesome. And, and Marcel, um, going back to the Movers and Shakers campaign um, for Elf Cosmetics, did you guys partner with a label for the song? So, yeah, that's actually a really cool story. Um, so I won't do a deep dive into the music industry, but um, <laughs> what what's happens a lot with um, any song that's really trending on TikTok is the big labels will buy those songs up. Um, or, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll buy those songs up and then they'll market it them, themselves. And, and they've figured out a business model that works really well for that. Um, so when the songs are trending, um, you, the labels just started reaching out. And so Republic Records, which, um, you know, is home to, to Drake and Taylor Swift, reached out to, to us and, and to the artists. And we pretty much negotiated a deal for, for them to release that song. And that's that's how we got a music video. They got like over two million views on on YouTube. It was being played in clubs. It was being played in in stadiums. Um, but um, yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's how we connected with them um, with Republic, um, and that's how it got. It really blew up to the next level. Um, and also got, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was gonna say it also got put into three hundred thousand playlists on Spotify, which is a number that I think is so insane. That's crazy. Um, a, a final question for the Popple guys. Um, 
Uh, Lior asks, uh, what did you post? Um, why did you post content on your brand account and not uh, just on other influencer accounts that already have a large audience? Because our brand account is the one thing that we, it's on TikTok, it's the one thing that we own and that we control all the content that's going on. And so if an influencer gains followers, we don't really benefit from that versus if we do it on our own account. That doesn't mean we're not using influencers. We are still getting people to post TikToks for us because that gets a whole nother audience. But growing our own brand was a lot more important. Right. And as two guys, you know, fresh out of college, we had that social media kind of experience where we were like playing around with Instagram uh, and then TikTok early on. So we wanted to, you know, try it out as an experiment and have our own thing rather than just using others. Mm-hmm. Awesome guys. Um, well with that, I think we'll wrap up uh, again. Thank you to all our panelists. Uh, you guys had some great information. We'll be posting um, our, the, the, the full audio to um, this summit on the links that I sent on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So just look us up, Finding Founders, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, We'll also be sending out uh, the link to that um, via email as well. But again, thank you for everyone in attendance. Um, It was a great summit. Thank you to Brian, Marcel, Dere, Jason, and Nick. Uh, This was awesome. And I'm excited for the next one. So I will see you guys soon. Have a great one, guys. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, everybody. Bye.